Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I am your co-host, Maria Casillas, and I am joined here by Cody Sizemore. We are excited to be on the airwaves with you today, and we are going to talk about some really personal stuff, uh, but stuff that I think is absolutely applicable to each one of you listening today. Before we get started on that, though, I want to just remind you that we love hearing from you. So we have a few ways that you can do that. We'd love to hear from you in your ratings and your reviews of this actual show, and also like really personally hear from you inside of our Facebook group, which is called the Financial Co- oh, sorry, the New Money Habits Financial Coaches Group. We would love to see you there, and uh, we can carry carry on this discussion over there. Cody, welcome to our our airwaves today. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. It's uh, surprisingly warm in Ohio. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like in the 40s right now. So, oh, good. That's I'm what it was about, here today, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about going out and taking a dip in the in the river and stuff like that. So, I love it. I love it. I so so my husband was out of town last night, and he loves having the heater on in our house, and I love having the heater off. So right around this time of year, it kind of becomes a little bit like borderline. You know, it gets in the like, I don't know, 30s and 40s at night. So having the heater off, our room specifically gets down to like 65 degrees, which for him is too cold, but for me, it's perfect. So uh, I'm actually enjoying the little bit of quote, uh, air quotes, right? Chill in the air (laughs) right now. (laughs) But you're probably like, yeah, that ain't nothing. (laughs) It's warm where you are. I love it. (laughs) So I'm glad you're enjoying the weather as am I. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you today a little bit about something that's going on in my personal life, something that I recently did. Uh, But I think it has a lot to... uh, just be gleaned from when it comes to like our listeners and, and their lives as well. And, and what that really is about is kind of making decisions about where to put our time and our energy, especially when it comes to the thing that's making us a living or some money. Uh, so the short story is I've been working an extra job. I did not take it for the money, but then we got used to the money, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took it because they're just some friends of ours from church who opened up a new insurance company. And I had been very curious about like how to really navigate, you know, some of the life insurance stuff, some of the car insurance stuff. It's just one of the things that I always like to have more information about. So when I'm working with my clients, I can lead them in a good way, asking the right questions and teach them how to ask the right questions of the people who are selling them these different products. And so I thought, well, that will be a good win for me. And then the win for them was they didn't have to go out and find somebody else who was reliable to work. So, so, um, because again, this was just their first year in opening. Um, so I went ahead and took that job. I told them that I would give them one to two years of my commitment, my time commitment. And that started in on December 1st of 2021. I'm trying to think back of our dates. Um, so it's been about 13 months. So I have technically reached that point where I gave them what I promised, but not to the end degree, right, of, of what I had said was a possibility. Um, so 
I had recently come to an impasse where I'm like, you know, things are going, things are going great with the other businesses. And I've got this other one over here and I'm supposed to be homeschooling my child. So there's a little bit of transparency there. Uh, I use the word supposed to be because I'm half doing that. I'm not always doing it well. And just over like the last three or four months, I've just been struggling with what do I get rid of? I need to get rid of something. What is it that is serving me? What is it that's serving my daughter? What is it that is serving our family best? Knowing that any one of those options would have been a decent option to either get rid of or to keep or whatever. And I think that's when sometimes these decisions become really hard. Wouldn't you say that's true? Like if you have if you have junk and greatness to choose from, it's like, well, let's get rid of the junk. No big right. deal. But when right. you have two really equally great options, it's like, oh, where do, where do I go with this? How do I how do I make that decision? Um, so long story short, I actually made the decision to let go of that job. Um, I'm in the process of I have I have spoken with them. I'm in the process of basically giving them an extra few days, a couple weeks to you know, bring on somebody new. And I had promised them that I would help train that person and then, you know, be able to make my exit. But I'll tell you what, man, this two weeks is hard. Because yeah. <laughs> like mentally, I'm like, okay, good. That's done. Check. And now I want to move on to the other things that like bring me that joy. Right. Right. You're not, you're not in the same headspace as before, you know? So yes. It makes it a little more difficult. Um, well, I kind of am, though. I, I do want to clarify that just a little bit. I've probably been in this headspace for a good month and a half to two to two months. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the biggest difference is now they know about the headspace. So, like, that part was relieved, right? Like, that was taken off my shoulders. It's like I had not only I was in that headspace, but then I had that burden of almost guilt. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not really showing up the way I love to show up for people. And now they know about it. So that is one slight difference um, because now it's like, well, they know. So shouldn't that relieve me of just my responsibility, yeah. my obligations? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other what than was, that, you're right. What was the, what was like the, the thing that finally led to you pulling that trigger? Because it sounds like you had been dealing with it for, you know, a month or two. Um, yeah, or more. So like, what was that thing that was like, yeah, I need to take a step back here and focus more on what actually like brings me joy or, you know, like whatever it might be. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things was I did talk to my husband because like I said, I didn't take that job for money, but it was nice to have the extra income. I mean, my daughter, she is in college now. So we have a daughter in college. We have a daughter in a private uh, tuition paid high school. And we have another daughter who I said I homeschool. And even though I homeschool her, we are part of an, another um, kind of like a group, if you will, that our community that has an, a, a tuition attached to that as well. So we're literally paying tuition in three different areas. <laughs> and so having that and that all of that was just all in this this year. So having that extra income to help pad some of that was really, really nice. But I will tell you this, I had to take my focus off of my personal coaching business in order to dedicate time to that because as much as I would love to say I can do everything, there's only so many hours in a day and whatever goes to one thing, it gets taken away from something else. Mm -hmm. Time is finite. And so, um, so what I found was I was taking the time that I had to dedicate to this job and I wasn't showing up and doing anything specifically for my clients. And so I had literally put pause on my personal coaching business. 
I was still serving the people who I had already been serving at the time. And then anybody who just kind of came to me, uh, whether they had just known or, you know, we have a lot of fans in the background who just kind of watch what we do and they don't pull the trigger. And I've been doing this for five years now. So anyone who came in, excuse me, was somebody who had been watching me five years ago, four years ago, and now they're ready. And so they come to me. So it's been nice to have a steady trickle of people coming in, but I hadn't been putting myself out there. And I can tell you this, when I would say, okay, I got to go work for this job, and I'm being careful not to say the actual name, but I had to go work for this job. There was like this, it was nice that I didn't have to think a whole lot, right? I just had to show up. But there was no energy in that for me. Mm. When I would have to show up for a client that was, say, 7.30 at night, because there are times when that's when I have time to meet my clients, um, I would tell my husband, okay, I need you to take care of the kids. I need you to do this because I need to focus on this. And in the beginning, it like as I'm prepping for all that, it feels like, oh, my gosh, it's I have to do this and I have to do that. But when I'm there, Cody... I could, I could do it for three, four hours and be like on because I love doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's ultimately where this whole decision came from because my husband was like, well, I know that this job you have over here, it is a sure and steady income and any entrepreneurial adventure is not. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. It is 100% reliant on our ability to show up, our willingness to do the things that most people don't want to do. And when it's great, it can be great. And when it's not, it can be scary. And I think for him, he was just like, well, we've gotten used to this income, but we can do without it. And if that's ultimately going to make you happier, then I want you to do that. And so that is the straw that broke that camel's back, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to me, I'm hearing two things. One is that you just feel more fulfilled with coaching as compared mm-hmm. to whatever job this was. Mm-hmm. Um, but also two, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would imagine that if you would have put, or if you can put, which you now can, because you're, you're not going to be working with uh, this new job mm-hmm. or this job, um, if you would have put the same amount of time into coaching that you were putting into that job, I would imagine that you probably would be in a better place financially, mm-hmm. uh, simply because you're putting more more energy, more effort, more time um, towards the coaching, and you're actually excited about it. You know, like yeah. it's it's something that like gives you life and. And because of all of that, it like compounds into better returns for you, even though it's not like a guaranteed return, like you just mentioned, because Mm -hmm. it is entrepreneurial. um, It's probably going to work out better for you in the end. I agree. agree? Yeah, of course. And I'm really glad you brought up the word compound, because that's actually one of the things I was going to say is that, you know, there is this compound effect. And one of the things that, um, so I talked to my boss's wife and one of the things she said was, you know, if, if it's too much time, like, you know, if you want, we can just reduce your hours. And, and I told her, I'm like, look, I need to just do nothing. It's it. And I'm not an all or nothing type of person. I actually believe very strongly and there can be, you know, some compromise. So, but when it comes to this particular, um, this example, I have to be either all in and let go of all of the other things that I'm creatively drawn to, 
or I need to just let this go completely because I can't continue to do a mental shift back and forth. So um, she's of that mindset of, yes, but this is guaranteed income. And what I explained to her was, look, there is going to be a runway of unknown. We're not going to know exactly how many clients are coming in. We're not going to know exactly how... Um, how often, because it's not even just about my ability to bring clients on board. It's about my ability to serve them, knowing that I have this other endeavor, which is schooling my kids. So that's another really big piece of this. Um, so I, it's not, even if I could bring in, you know, 400 people, I only want to bring in a limited amount of people because I want to make sure that I'm not, not helping my daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's all of that. And I just said, there's going to be a runway of unknowns for us. I said, but as long as I continue to show up and do the things that I need to do, then that runway will be shorter and what comes after it will far exceed anything I'm doing with you. <laughs> like, and I didn't say it in a rude way <laughs> or anything like that, but that's ultimately what it is. And so I'm really glad you brought it up because it is a mindset shift, you know, understanding that the small things that we do now consistently ultimately will give us that bigger result down the road. And we have to, I mean, I don't have to have that job. My husband makes a decent amount of money, so we're okay. It's just that this is a really good lesson. When you start doing something, it's very easy to slip back into the old mentality because we, we kind of like we get into one way and then we go back into do a different habit and all of a sudden our mindset follows that habit. And so it took me that three or four months to really just reflect and take that mindset back and take the control back of that and say, you know what? I know better. I'm going to do better. And it's okay to reclaim that abundance mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that everything you just said, is true because, I mean, let's face it, Maria, you being a financial coach, that's kind of like your, your jam, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like you really enjoy it. It brings you life. You're really good at it. Um, you know, I, I think that it's fair to say that it's your calling, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, what I mean by calling is like, some people will be like, well, go after your passion. Well, Kind of, maybe mm -hmm. I'm five foot seven and <laughs> maybe my passion is basketball. If I were to try and go play basketball in the NBA and just follow my passion, it's probably not going to work out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, your calling is something that you're, that you are passionate about, but also met with something that you're really good at too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like maybe I would be like a, a basketball announcer cause I'm a good communicator or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're, you're passionate about helping people and you're good with money, which means that, you know, this would be your calling. And mm -hmm. because of that, like making this decision to step away from your job was a fairly easy decision. Yeah. Um, not I super scary, you know, like it was just like, no, this is what's going to be good for me. And, and I know it's going to be good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things was that it was a relationship with friends, right? So that was one thing that I, I yeah. wanted to make sure that I didn't ruin a relationship that was there. So having the boundaries is important and also being able to communicate those boundaries well is super important. Uh, I, I think the other thing that jumped out as you were talking though, was, you know, that I, I know 
when I started that job, it was with the intention of serving my clients better. So <laughs> it was all wrapped up in my actual calling, if you will. And the intention was solid. And yet when I got into the thick of it, it didn't take very long to realize this isn't doing what I thought it would do. And so rather than stick it out for the full two years, because I had promised a range of time for them, I thought, you know what? I went ahead and, and even though it's at the very beginning of this end or this commitment that I said, I'm going to go ahead and just pull the plug now because this makes most sense to do it now. And I think ultimately that lesson will have a much greater impact on all of my future clients and current ones than anything I would have learned about the insurance industry to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Definitely agree. And, you know, you're better for it now. You yeah. Some experience. Well, in a week. You learned a few new things. <laughs> but now you're going back to what you're really, really passionate about, really, really good at. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I have some new skills. I'm, you know, I, I work with some friends for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, no harm, no foul. You right. know? Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that, uh, and you, you've had experience with coaching for a while. So, you know, it's not going to be anything super new or crazy. Like, you know what you're doing, you know how to do it, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I, as you were telling your story, I was kind of thinking about going back to um, how I kind of got thrusted into coaching. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, cause I also was working a job about a mm, year and a half ago, um, but I got let go. So mm -hmm. it's the opposite. I didn't choose to leave. I got let go. Uh, and that was scary. Um, but I just decided, I'm like, I'm going to take this time that I was putting into this job mm -hmm. and just reallocate it towards what I've been building on the side, which is coaching. Right. And that was scary. Wasn't guaranteed, but because I had that passion and that drive and that desire to, you know, grow the business and help people. And I also now had that new time to do that. It compounded, like you mentioned, and it yeah. really rose. And now, you know, we're here doing the show largely in part of that. I don't know if, you know, if I was still working that job, I don't know if this show would be in existence. So yeah, it, it probably wouldn't be. Uh, I, I do want to say, I want to give you some credit that you're not taking right now. I do believe and agree that the, that this decision was kind of thrust upon you because, mm -hmm. you know, you just mm -hmm. one day didn't have a job. However, and we've talked about this on the show before, but for anyone who may be listening for the first time, you still had a decision to make. You had the decision to either pour all of your time, attention, energy into the unknown mm -hmm. or to go back to find something else that is guaranteed and comfortable for you. And you still chose the former in lieu of the latter, and that has made all the difference. And I think, because you could have found another job, and you would have been okay, but you wouldn't have 
like you said about me, really leaned into your calling. And the number of people who have been helped in the last year and a half because of that is phenomenal. The ripple effect that that's going to have is incredible. And so I just, I want to say to you, you took a circumstance that was literally thrust upon you, but you turned that into an opportunity that a lot of other people wouldn't have done. So it really does kind of come around that whole mindset stuff. So anyone who's listening today, just realize that None of us, myself included, is immune to having the scarcity mindset jump in, you know, creep back into our lives, especially if we've tried something or, we're, you know, we've done one thing and now we're kind of changed one or two habits. It's crazy how that compound effect takes place in the positive as well as the negative. Like It, it will absolutely start to snowball for you. So um, none of us is immune to that. So I love that we are able to continue to talk about this stuff. I think Part of why I was willing to let go of that after the one year versus waiting it out for the two is because of the continual conversations you and I have. Because I'm, I have my toe in it. I'm helping the people who are already there, but there's still that mindset talk that you and I are doing on a weekly basis here. That really starts to, you know, permeate that mind of mine and go, yeah, you can do this. Like it's, it's fine. And it brings us back. So that, that just demonstrates the importance of having people in your corner who can continue to bring you forward. Like no one, I don't, I don't see myself above you. I don't see you above me. I love that we can just come together and recognize when one of us is doing super, super well and the other one needs that extra help and vice versa. And, and we can walk alongside. So anyone who's listening today, just remember that, you know, surround yourself with people who can walk alongside you and help to remind you when Hey, um, you know, is, is your mindset slipping a little bit? Is it, you know, not, Cody's never said that, by the way. Um, but, but no, you don't have to say that either, but you know what I'm getting at, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, have people who are going to be able to help you see what you are meant to do and encourage you to do that. It's probably the yeah. best way to say that. Yeah. And I, I also want to say this, like, there's probably going to be some people listening to this that are maybe in a similar situation to where you are you just were mm-hmm. or where I was um, mm-hmm. to where like maybe they are working a job and it, you know, they do have a desire to quit that job and, and go full time with coaching. Maybe yep. they're working a job and they're, and they're cool with coaching being on the side. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. Totally, totally. Okay. Um, but maybe there's some people out there that want to take that next step and say, Hey, like I am really, really passionate with, with this and I feel like I'm good at it but there's just that fear that's kind of holding me back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if that's you and you're, you've been thinking like, can I quit my job to go full-time with coaching? Should I quit my job to go full-time? Do um, I have what it takes to do this coaching thing anyway? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Any of that kind of stuff. If you've been feeling that way over the last month, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve months, <laughs> I want to invite you to, uh, to live into it a little bit and to trust yourself because, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to take this leap and, you know, you give it a shot for, you know, one, two, three months, whatever it might be. Best case scenario, it works and you just keep building and you keep that momentum. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work. And then you can go get another job, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, but at some point, you know, if you're the type of person who's listening to this and you do have those desires of going full time, you know, if, if you're a coach that is okay with having it be a part-time thing or something on the side that you do and you're content with that, amazing. Super happy for you in those regards. But if you're someone who wants more, but it's just a little bit afraid to do it, I have news for you. You'll never get there unless you take that leap, that leap of faith. Leap of faith in yourself. Yeah. Ultimately. I'm going to add a, a just a practical layer to that, if I may, because I know how... I know fear can certainly get in the way. We want to help people overcome that fear. Um, I also know that you know there are many providers who are listening to this show. And Cody, you know you're your primary provider in your household as well. So I want to be realistic with this and just you know go back to the idea that in any sort of endeavor like this, there is a runway. That's that's just true. I mean, some people's runway is a lot shorter than other people's, but there's always a runway, a buildup from where you are to where it is that you're wanting to go. So if you are one of the individuals that Cody just described and you're looking to you know, maybe transition from part-time to full-time coaching, I encourage you to build your runway. So while you're still working, if you're in my position versus Cody's, you know, if you're in Cody's position, you're just thrust into it, then you have a decision to make. But if you are in the driver's seat of this decision, it's okay to intentionally start putting aside an X amount of dollars, for example, so that you can build your runway so that if there, if you assume that there's going to be six months of you making nothing, then you have six months of expenses that you are able to live on and provide for your family in that uh, interim so that it takes the pressure off of you to get something done right now. Now, I know, Cody, I'm not even looking at your face right now, but I know you're looking at me like, I love that pressure. It's what keeps me going. I know. But I also know that that pressure can be very crushing for some people and it, it, uh, paralyzes them. And so I want to make sure if you're the type of person who's paralyzed by that type of pressure, create that runway for yourself so that you, it's not giving you an out. It's just giving you a runway, <laughs> it's yep. giving you some buildup. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there for those of you who need some of that safety net. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always tell people to, even like with my clients that I coach, um, cause you know, there's a lot of clients that I have that have different business endeavors and they've expressed that like they want to quit their job and, and pursue that. Um, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, you, you should try and get that boat closer to the dock. And it's kind of similar to what you just said with the runway to where it's mm -hmm. like, you have a dock, which mm -hmm. is like your job, mm -hmm. right? Like it's something that's keeping you out of the water. It's safe. It's stationary, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if the boat, which, which the boat is like maybe your business endeavor. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's coaching, for example. If the boat is too far away from the dock, you're going to try and jump on that boat and you'll probably fall in the water mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and drown. That's right? good analogy too, yep. Yeah, but, you know, if you can work on getting that boat closer to the dock so that you can take a step onto the boat, Mm -hmm. that's ideal. That way you don't fall into the water. And then the best thing about a boat is that you can actually like go where you want to go mm -hmm. with it versus right. just staying on the dock, you know? So I think that's a good way of putting it too. Um, but you're right. Like whether it be getting the boat closer to the dock, whether it be having that runway just in case, it's definitely good to have that um, so that, you know, if, and when you make that decision to make this step, um, 
you're taking care of yourself and, and also your family as well. Yeah. So yeah, because we've seen a lot of businesses do take a lot of time to get up and running. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them are very, very fast. Some of them take a little longer. And we've just seen too many people give up because they didn't get the instantaneous result. And that's ultimately what I want to make sure that we are avoiding. You know, we want people who are meant to be doing this. You've got so many people out there who need you, you guys. So we don't want you giving up just because you are getting frustrated or it's not happening fast enough and or because you didn't have get that boat closer to the dock, you jumped into the water and now you're like, I got to at least swim back to the dock, right? <laughs> and I'm just going to let the boat float far, far away. And that's what we're trying to avoid for this because of all of the people that will be affected by your decisions today. So no pressure. You guys, no pressure, (laughs) but what you do does matter. (laughs) Yep. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, great discussion, Maria. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being a little bit vulnerable and and inviting us into your life a little bit. Sure. Uh, Because I think that there is a good message through it all for everybody listening. So, so yeah. So, thank you guys for listening today. And um, like she said at the beginning of the call or beginning of the (laughs) Uh, episode. I'm I'm in coach mode right now. I get um, it. <laughs> there are ways to connect with us. Uh, so you can either leave a review uh, for the show or a rating or whatever that might be. Um, or, you know, if you want to connect with us even further in many different ways, uh, we do have that Facebook group, which is free to join. And that is called New Money Habits Financial Coaches. And we'd love to see you there. Um, so other than that, guys, we just really appreciate your, your continued support with this show on a weekly basis. Um, we really enjoy doing this and we really enjoy having you guys listen every week as well. So thank you so much for that. And we will catch you next week. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.